What's up, friends? Before we hop into the show, I want to get you employed. And that's what our friends over at Ball are doing right now. Yes, I'm talking about Ball as in Ball Arena, as in the aerospace technology company, as in the world's largest aluminum can and packaging manufacturer. And guys, you won't believe this. In 2020, they made 101 billion aluminum cans. Yes, 101 billion with a B. And they are leading the sustainability efforts because of how many cans they're making and they're doing a fantastic job of that by cutting carbon emissions by 55 percent and add across their value chain by 16 percent from 2017 levels and they want to hire you they're a great company that's successful so here's what you do to join their team text golden to 77222 or go to jobs.ball.com and search for golden that's jobs.ball.com search for golden or simply text 77222 and text golden all right guys let's hop into the show Welcome in and happy Friday, another episode of Three Ring Circus. And we don't have Mace, as the uh, graphic there indicates, but we do have a very special guest, our guy, Nate Kreckman from Altitude Radio. What's up, Nate? I cannot fill in for Andrew Mace. <laughs> <laughs> uh, who I'm... did the Broncos play in week two of 2001 season? Uh, Jacksonville? I could be right. Could you be don't right. know if I'm wrong. <laughs> uh, Mace never really only this. Mace knows if you're wrong. So we're gonna say yeah. you're he right. knows he it. Maybe it. maybe he's in the comments. Maybe he yeah. can let us know. Um, Can't believe this idiot's filling in for me. Sorry, Mace. <laughs> I gotta gas up Nate a little bit here because when I was in college, I wasn't exactly sure what I wanted to do, mm-hmm. and somehow somewhere along the way, I like discovered sports talk radio. Okay. And I was like, wow, this is amazing. Cause like I was used to just watching like ESPN and I was like, oh, they talk about my teams like once, maybe every 30 minutes. And then I like discovered sports talk radio. I was like, this is amazing. They talk about my teams all day, every day. I was like listening on my phone in class. And one of my favorite shows was with you and Clyde, uh, probably my favorite show at the time. So that's that going of, way back. Yes, that did go it's, way back. What, 2009? So 2010. 10? Okay. Ish. Yep. Okay. Yep. So it's my fault is what you're saying. Right, exactly. Right. That so you do that's this. when I was like, this is the best. This that you don't have a real job is my fault. Yes, it is. <laughs> I'm putting that on and you. And his poor study habits, that's on you as well. Exactly. I've you got... should have been listening to your teachers. <laughs> I didn't listen to anything they said, but you know, I heard you guys talking about... Uh, uh, how to spell old sports names. That's uh, that, that's like 97 partners ago for me, by the way, <laughs> me and Joel. So that's way back. Me too, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> oh, wow. I don't think so. Definitely not. But anyways, yeah, that, that kind of propelled me into here. Now I get to do four podcasts today. So thank you. That is fantastic. I'm glad that I could contribute to your delinquency. Yes. <laughs> All right. So what we want to do today, also Zach's here. 
Yeah. Hey, thanks, guys. (laughs) Welcome, Nate. This Uh, is fun, by the way. Like, this place is fantastic. I, Thank you. This I mean, is, I am looking around. This place is a damn Denver sports museum. Yes. <laughs> Some people call it the Mecca. I, uh, I I mean, I will fully admit I have not been here, but don't take that as a value judgment because I haven't been anywhere. Yes. Uh, I haven't done anything. We have a new baby. <laughs> we have a toddler. There's been a pandemic. I had a pregnant wife forever. Um, but I saw some of the videos like during the Nuggets playoff run, the Avs playoff run. This place was pumping. And so if you were watching this and you've never been here, which I doubt much of the audience, <laughs> but uh, this is this is terrific. Thanks. Man. Nice job yeah, by you thank guys. You. Appreciate yes. you. I am in awe. We got uh, if you're listening and you're saying, man, that's a great endorsement from Nate. I got to come down tomorrow night. Uh, UFC 264, I believe it is. We're, uh, we're getting the fight. No cover charge. Come on in. Hang out. We're doing giveaways all night. And I, this is kind of breaking news. We are doing an exclusive DraftKings pool. So if you come in and you have DraftKings, you can get into a pool that's exclusive to just people who come to the bar with like a $250 prize. So, you know, our capacity is 160 So at the very worst... You've got a one in 160 chance in winning 250 bucks. There you go. That's a pretty good odds. Yeah, exactly. For free. Exactly. All right. So what we're going to do today, uh, it's not as gamey really as we normally go in the first segment, but it is more Broncos talk, which I'm sure some people will appreciate. <laughs> uh, we're going to go and try and predict the Broncos 2021 season award. So basically we've got, you know, MVP player of the year like that type of stuff i'm not going to give them all away now we already previewed one lvp yeah you are really uh just (laughs) hammering my hate of uh graham glasgow yeah yeah we're gonna see if that's your lvp (laughs) so we got mvp lvp and more uh that we're gonna get to here in the first segment so let's just jump right into it kale uh what do we got here for the first prediction all right, there it is. All MVP. right, we'll start with the big one. Nate, who's the Broncos' MVP? Uh, all right, I'm going to go defensive side of the ball because they are going to be much better on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, you got to bank on health because that's the tricky part. I'm going to go Bradley Chubb. Um, he is nearing the contract year. He's got to get himself paid. I think he's a monster. I think a fully healthy season. Vic Fangio's defense. He's going to finally figure out how to win some more one-on-ones. I will go Bradley Chubb as my MVP. I like that. Now, why Bradley Chubb over Von Miller? Because everything you said in describing Mm -hmm. why Bradley would win, you could say that about Von Miller outside of the figuring out one-on-ones. Von hasn't been great in Vic Fangio's defense yet. I haven't seen it. Chubb, I think, has excelled more. Also, I... Vaughn has been good for, what, two years, three years? I missed an entire season. He's coming off of a major injury. I know Chubb's coming off of an injury, but it's not as big. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to trust the youth and the relative health of Bradley Chubb. Fair. I relative like that. Health. And, I mean, if Bradley Chubb has a huge season, you have to think that helps Vaughn in a big way as well. You would think it helps everybody. Yep, exactly. I'm going to go for my MVP. How about this, Nate? Aaron Rodgers. Oh my god! <laughs> it's a good pick. Get out of here. If he if he's on the team, he's the MVP. Okay, yes. If he's on the team, we'll have to redo the whole show and just give him MVP, Defensive Player of the Year, Wide Receiver of the Co- Year. He'd be Coach of the coach Year, of just the like year. Peyton was. In in all seriousness, do you guys? You saw him on the match the other day. Does that look like a guy who wants to play football right now? I said no. <sighs> yeah, I said after yeah. that, I was like, man, he looks so 
happy. He looks content. Yeah, yep, that's yes. the word I would use. Without football right now, he's got he's got the hair going on. His golf game is so good that you know he's not working on football very much he right now. He claims he only played 8 times in the last year. Dude can putt, man. Yeah. 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 No, he was really really impressive and, and that's one of the big things that I wonder about. I was talking to Legwald the other day and, and he was just like, "Look, when you look at Brady, that looks like a guy that is working out every single day, mm. being a psycho like Brady is. Mm-hmm. Rogers doesn't have that vibe. Like Brady yeah. had the I, the feeling of like I shouldn't be here right. while he was there. Right. And Rogers is like, this is great, man. Right. Yeah. Right. Can we stay another week? <laughs> I want to go play golf in Montana. Oh by the my way. god, oh, it looks nice. About- <laughs> so I guess I saw in the YouTube comments after the show that is a very private club because you were like, I is it private? So. I was like, yeah. I don't know, maybe. Yep. Uh, so I don't know. We got to find someone. In other words, we are not getting. Yeah, yes. right. We got to so- find gotta someone have a who private helicopter. Get, get us there. into Moonlight Basin, which kind of <laughs> sounds like a, a Wes Anderson movie. It does. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it does. Uh, okay, so. He's got Chubb. Who are you going? Aaron Rodgers. No, I told you. you. Answer uh, the question. That's a real pick. Okay, I'm gonna go. I think you do have to go defensive side of the ball here, yep. Nate. Uh, and man, this is tough. I'm gonna go. Uh, Justin Simmons, and they made him the highest-paid safety in the NFL this year. He's going to have a better pass rush. I'm not sure. I didn't want to go Vaughn because of the things you said about injury and not being good the year before he was injured. The secondary is going to be be good around him. Justin Simmons should be able to be the biggest playmaker on this defense. Yeah, I I was going to go Justin, but just to change things up, I will go Vaughn. Okay. I'll go on. Okay. I'll say that you know he comes in extra motivated. Um, you know he he has the kid on the way. I feel like that give him a new kind of perspective, right, Nate? Uh, yeah, <laughs> sure. That really puts your focus back on work. <laughs> totally. But it's just like a new motivation, you know, because he's been to the mountaintop. He's been Super Bowl MVP, mm-hmm. uh, and I felt like content was a word you could have used about Vaughn for the last couple years. But it seems like he, he like. He's had a whole kind of, I don't know, like uh, come to Jesus type of thing where he's um, just in a different mindset. And I think that could, that could be uh, very What beneficial. I have picked up on from his Instagram, um, and, and somebody had to tell me to go and take a look at it, but he's kind of... It's like got the vibe of somebody that like just discovered how cool Coachella is. <laughs> uh, I mean, I mean, every single picture, it, it's uh, you know, it's it's tank tops, it's frilly hats and whatnot. He's uh, he's living his best life right now. Which again, I don't know how that translates to football. Maybe that means that he'll just completely kick ass, and uh, maybe this is a guy that's just like, you know what, I've been doing this my whole life, and uh, I want to go to Bumber Shoot now. Yeah, I thought I thought what you were gonna say, what you picked up from his Instagram, is how to design a baby's room. Yeah, he's been really big on <laughs> designing, redesigning. Let me tell you how I've designed my baby's room. Uh, he's just over a month old, and I have yet to move my desk and my radio equipment out of his room yet. <laughs> so that's that's how much I, that's how I've gone about. So it. you're you're grooming him into this industry? <laughs> God, I hope not. <laughs> I feel like uh, Vaughn and your Instagram are very similar, Zach. You know, Coachella vibes. <laughs> yeah. All over the place. yeah, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> would you guys agree that though Vaughn would probably be number three on the list? or no he should be yeah i mean they're paying him like it so he should be but i mean i just i can't forget the past two years no and they didn't want to pay him like this which they they kind of had to they they got kind of 
pressured into it a little bit because he wasn't going to take the pay cut, because there wasn't necessarily a solid plan beyond that. The other thing that he has going for him, though, this year, and this goes back to him and Chubb, they're so good at corner. They are so damn loaded at corner. Like, this is and, – and I really do think today – that's how you got to build a defense. You have to build it around that position. They're so good. They have so much depth. They got caught with their pants down last year at cornerback. They corrected from that mistake. So the pass rush should only benefit. It, we just always hearken back to 2015, the best secondary in football, and then look at how badass the pass rush was. Right, yeah. and we've yet to really get like a, a great sample of Vaughn and Chubb, mm-hmm. both healthy together and you add in that secondary on the back literally the four games when they were both healthy at the beginning of the Vic Fangio era they had zero sacks combined brutal the slowest start so you hope that that's not what the Vaughn and Chubb together looks (laughs) like nobody took offense by the way besides Aaron (sighs) Rodgers and that that's scary scary. it's very scary because we've seen this before where the team goes all in on defense defense Mm -hmm. defense and it's been the past five years what they look like it's where they spend all their money it's where draft capital is getting expunged so yeah um offense we hope yeah Yeah, and nate had me on his show yesterday and we were talking about this and he was like sell me on why fans should take the over at DraftKings." and i was like i (laughs) i can't Mm -hmm. unless they get aaron Rodgers." like you could take it now because it's going to go up probably four wins right um but i I, until i know or until i've seen these quarterbacks and have a better feel of what it's going to look like out there i i'm very uncomfortable with with the success of this team yep yep very fair all right, before we move on, we got a bunch of you guys watching over on Twitter. We highly recommend you flip over to YouTube. It's a much better product. And then when you get to YouTube, hit us with a thumbs up. We can get this moved up the algorithm, get it in front of more people so everyone can look at how cool Nate's hat is. <laughs> Hartford Whalers, yes. right there. Wow. Shout out to Joel Quenville in the late 70s. Oh, yes. How about that? <laughs> Ryan remembers that era. Yes, of course. Yeah. Uh, Big era for me. Mace right. could have, by the way, rattled off mm. like oh, 17 I'm different sure. Sure. Whalers legends right so there. So are you ready for it? Are you going to rattle them <laughs> off for us? Gordy Howe played there briefly. Okay. We know I'm, him. Running out of, I'm running out of Whalers <laughs> legends in a hurry. All right. Uh, let's move on to the, uh, the next award here. All right. Most improved. Nate, where are you going with this one? <sighs> like we're supposed to say Drew Locke here, right? Oh boy, that would be good. That would yeah, be great then for maybe the he would be the, in the MVP conversation at least for the Broncos. Uh, but I'm gonna go Jerry Judy on ah. this one. Um, God, I was looking at his numbers yesterday. I had not pulled up the season stats probably since like the week after the season ended. Mm-hmm. It's stunning to me with Judy. I think it was it was what was it? 52 catches on. 113 targets a fewer than 50 percent catch rate for jerry judy he's just he's too talented there's no way that he's that bad again the drop issues i think were largely about technique about turning his head up the field before he had the football in um but the route running is there i'm gonna go with judy who i think profiles like an 80 90 catch guy and that's even with their mediocre quarterback play. Yeah, yeah I think that's just the right answer right mm-hmm. there. That's who I was going to go with, but I'll give I, a different... Real quick, no? I just want to say, I'm, I've am i seen enough of Jerry Judy cooking like random guys in Florida. <laughs> <laughs> like, I just don't need to see that every day. Cones now. cannot cover him. Right. I can just tell like, you that. They've got some... Like, I need a, I, if If I want to see the video, it's got to be someone I recognize lining right, up across from him. Like, right. Oh, that's Marshawn Lattimore. Like, Not that a guy cool. that hasn't played in eight years. Yeah, the last exactly. time he was was in high school. Or like a high school yeah. kid. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so enough of that. Uh, I'll go I'll go Von Miller because he can only mm-hmm. go up, right? 
I mean, eight sacks from would zero. Be eight sacks more than he had last year would be the same that he had. Uh, he should get to at least ten, and it's disappointing so, that 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 a lot of people are saying ten sacks is acceptable from mm. him because I don't believe that's acceptable. He needs to be more than that. But I'll say uh, Vaughn, and then on the offensive side, I'll say Dalton Reisner. He did have a down year last you're just year. Taking and I think two. And I'm just going to take, just take one off yep. my table. Yep. I was going to go with Dalton Reisner as well. Okay, now explain. Uh, I mean, it was. I thought that scheme change was tough for him. And I, that was one of the things I liked least about it is you had this guy, he came in, he was like a little below Pro Bowl level as a rookie, and then you switch the scheme up and he kind of has to relearn what he wants to do. So Same think scheme though this year. It is the same scheme, but now he has a full year in it. And I think you know he'll be able to get it right. He's athletic. Um, he's a mauler. Like he, he has all the traits that you want out of a guy. I just felt like he didn't exactly know what he was doing last year, and, and it really uh, impacted his play. Yeah, fair. I like your pick because it was my pick. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> what were you going to say? Uh, about Graham? Yeah, same. Or, or about Dalton. Dalton. Yeah. Just I'm just say. waiting for LVP for you. <laughs> all right, let's go on to the next one here. Best dressed. Oh, oh I, I didn't see that one coming. I think that's uh, a f- an outline of Will Parks because <laughs> well, he was no uh, longer here. He was, he was the dressed. best dressed. Yeah. Oh, it's Will Barton. Oh, okay. He oh, was the best dressed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yes, one of the all-time greats in Denver sports, right there. For real. Yes. You, you got a candidate here for uh, best dressed on the Broncos. Best dressed. I, I mean, I should be commenting. Yes, on I, this. I know. That's what <laughs> I was yes. yes, my aesthetic, white dork. Um, <laughs> God, best dressed Bronco this upcoming season. Uh, I am so bad on stuff like this. I don't know. It's got to be a receiver, right? Oh, could they, be. They, they dress very well. Cortland Sutton, I think, is well-dressed. Judy is probably very well-dressed. Alabama wide receivers, if I learned anything from the draft this year, very, very well-dressed. So, uh, yeah, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll, once again, I'll go Jerry Judy. Okay. I like it. I like it. I'm, I'm going to go a little off the beaten path. We'll probably talk about his outfits the most. I'm going to go Vic Fangio. Wow. Guys, we talked Grace about Grace Yeah, exactly. We talked about it's a 1,000 degrees today, as you said. Yeah. Uh, when it was like 99 during mandatory minicamp, Vic had the sweatshirt on. Well, like, I always love he's just like, it covers the gut. <laughs> like, he's, he's not afraid to call out. Right. Right. His his own shortcoming. Yep. My thing is like I always looked, you know, and I was like, I can't believe he's not pitting out that sweatshirt. I was like, well, how is he doing this? Maybe he's just got a couple sweatshirts under. I assume he goes dry fit under, right? Mm, got it. Yeah, yeah, you got to think so. Yeah. Remember uh, draft day? Didn't he? He showed up and he didn't have pants. Or not draft yes. day when he got hired. Yep. He didn't have pants. <laughs> yeah. And so like somebody had to like lend him a pair of khakis, but they had to like hem them oh, you very can... jankily with like a safety pin. <laughs> yeah, so I have like a picture from the side where you could just see like four safety pins. It's like I didn't own a pair of slacks. Like he just, you know, he shows up and sweats. And... He's like could you imagine if he was good and they won? Like how popular he could be because he's so likable. Yep. He's just like he's schlubby. He wants to do nothing but watch baseball. Um, he's he's kind of gruff yep. and grumpy. Like he's he's your your fun uncle. Yeah. He's just he's not a good coach. He's like grumpy in an endearing way, or like he's like kind of an asshole in an endearing right, way, right? right? You know, like you have that. Everyone has that friend well, who, we, who's like funny but mean, and it's like it makes it funny. You know, like that's how I feel he is. Yeah. He would have been like had they gotten hard knocks. 
I think Fangio would have been he would have been the breakout star of the show yep. because he's so entertaining. Um, but instead, we got to watch the Cowboys. But I, I really wanted the Broncos to get it for that reason. Do you ever watch the show um, Broncos Zone? It's it's on Fox thirty one. And Nick Griffith interviews Vic Fangio for like a half hour every week. And uh, we, we do this bit on our show during the season. Um, they do uh, they do like questions from the audience uh-huh. at the at the end of the show. And it's they'll have like some kid, you know, and they'll be like, Vic Fangio, like, what's your favorite meal? And he'll just be like, meatballs, next. <laughs> like, he's so grumpy about it. And it always makes for good audio. And then and Nick Griffith is just, he's working with nothing. All so right. he's, he's doing everything that he possibly can. Uh, it's some of my, it is some of the most, gr- like, just fantastic, unintentional comedy. Fantastic, uh, because it's it's pretty terrible. It, it is. Yeah. It's really, really good. And we have Nick Griffith on our show every year to talk about just how tough it is. It's pulling teeth with that guy. He's a tough customer. Like, uh, uh, I was at this event they did at Top Golf, mm-hmm. and I was like in the same bay as him. They're like we were like switching off, and I was like trying to like make jokes, and nothing, nothing was landing. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> nothing was landing. I was like, jeez. Oh, well, there was, uh, was Joe like, Ellis was throwing me some courtesy laughs, but Elway was just saying like there were days where he would walk past Vic in the hallway and like, hey Vic, how are you? And just walk right by him, just give him the snub. <laughs> yeah, the guy's Joe great. Elway. I he he's a very entertaining person. I wish he was a better football coach. Yep, yep. How do you feel about him going into the season? Do you like at least like give me the hot seat meter? Um, it's hot. Yep. How could it not be? You guys never won a game in September. Yep. Yeah. He's never won a game in September. And what what he has proven so far, you know, the MO when he got hired was this is the, the best defensive mind in football, which I think he's largely shown off while he's been here. He is the best defensive coordinator in football, but he's not a head coach. Yeah. He has not proven that he's capable of being able to do that job. And so I, th- I think the hot seat is big. Peyton, I think George Peyton really likes him. But also, what loyalty does he have to the guy he didn't hire? Him. He has he has no loyalty. Right. So let's say that September streak continues, which mm. would be even worse this year because of the teams they're playing. God, it's bad. Yeah. Is he the coach in October? You lose to the Jags and the Jets, you're gone. They yeah. have to can you, and then it's like okay, rebuild now begins completely in earnest. Mm. Oh gosh, yeah, that's that's an ugly road to go down. But that's Especially also like what t- twelve weeks or. 14 weeks with an yep. interim head coach. Yep. But doesn't isn't that one of the things, though, that makes this year so uneven and weird is, like, Fangio needs a playoff berth to save his life, and Peyton is in the first year of a six-year deal, and so he can completely think long-term. So it's like you try to slap, like, a Teddy Bridgewater Band-Aid onto everything and figure, okay, they make fewer mistakes. This is how they're going to be able to win games. But what have you actually done to develop your offense for the future with all this good young talent that they have? And it's so interesting because George Payton is the one who brought in Bridgewater, mm-hmm. and he seems like he would be a Payton guy just based on their histories together. Yep. But to me, from like a logic standpoint, there's nothing for George Payton to gain in Teddy Bridgewater being the starting quarterback this year. But there is something for Fangio and the rest of the coaching staff to gain right. from them. Right. Yeah, it, it's, I, I suppose there's the theory of a playoff berth is just what they need for the next step. Right. Yeah. The littlest thing. And even though and Drew Locke, it's you're going to figure out awfully quickly if this thing is is going in the right direction, even the slightest bit or not. It's funny because when the Kyle Shanahan coaching cycle came around, the narrative that was put out as to like why a team like the Broncos didn't want him 
was uh, he's just like too much of a football nerd. Mm. Um, he just wants to sit in his office and watch film all day, and we're just not sure if that's going to translate to being a head coach. That couldn't have been more wrong. I don't. Did you guys see the video of him this weekend? No. What was he doing? So he's like on his porch, and the first time I watched it, I thought maybe there was someone on the other. There's no one on this other porch that's so like across the road, and they have like a chiminea, and he's like, I can throw this football in there. And he tosses the football over the road onto his neighbor's deck and directly into the chimney. <laughs> Damn. And everyone's just like going crazy. He's like, oh, my God. He's like cursing. I was like, that's a guy that like every player would want to hang out with. I think Vic Fangio actually more fits the all he wants to do is watch film. He's going to have a hard time relating to players. Maybe I, maybe John realized that that was his mistake in hiring in uh, not hiring Kyle Shanahan. So, not, he went, so, so he went and did that, right? Because he said the whole like oh, I want a genius on one side right. of the ball, right? Right, he got that. Yep. Well, and, and going back to Mike, it's funny because you bring up Kyle. You go back to Mike when you talk to guys that played for Mike, they loved him. Yeah. They thought he was great. He threw ragers yes. at, at his mansion that, that were legendary Halloween parties every single year. That Chad Kelly there? Yeah, didn't involve somebody <laughs> wandering into some poor person's house. Um, but they, they loved the guy, and yet he was also that complete film nerd. Yep. Right. Yeah, it's a, I, I feel like that narrative was like the biggest miss ever on Kyle Shanahan. Everyone loves him. Yep. And we've seen him at the Combine. I mean, yep. he's a fun guy. <laughs> yep. All right, what do we got next? Breakout player. What makes this different from most improved? This is like someone who... Someone who hasn't been on the scene yet. Okay. Jumping on the scene, mm -hmm. breaking out, becoming... Would you say like a household name for Broncos fans? Yep, yep, exactly. Okay. So you can go pretty pretty deep with this one. Um, I'm going to go right to Pookie. I'm going to go Javante Williams, who mm -hmm. I think is the starting running back within, I don't know, two, three weeks. Maybe by week one. Wow. This, this is already the guy that they're going to go with. He's got the shake. They want to get him involved in the passing game. They traded up to get him. It's obvious that they love him. Melvin Gordon has no future in Denver. Uh, so I'll go Javante Williams. Mm, I like that. I'm going to go... Uh, Maybe even a little deeper than that. I'm going to go Natani Muti. You talking about Whoa. a second-round pick. Big dude out of Fresno. Huge yes. dude. Yeah. This is a guy that could have been a second-round pick if mm -hmm. he wasn't injured uh, for the majority of his career. He stayed healthy last year, and he's a guy we only heard good things of him. And we, well, The one game we saw, we saw good things, and coaches and players only raved about him. Shelby Harris said he picked him up and threw him down in practice last <laughs> year. This is a guy that, I mean – why isn't he on the in, on the field? I think he'll be on the field this year. And Shelby, because Shelby said that on, on this show, and afterwards he just continued like after with the cameras off, he's like, "Dude, Moody is a freak." Yep. So that I mean, that's a great pick. That's a that's. A so is he replacing Glasgow in your world then? Someone gets injured. Yep. Okay. Or, or they slide Glasgow to center and have him go to right guard. Okay. Yep. Where, where is Quinn Miners in this world? Man, I think he's a year off. Okay. A year off, and then Quinn's the center next year. D3 and then to the NFL is a big old jump. Without playing yeah. last year, yeah. too? Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. So I, everyone wants Quinn, and I want Quinn to be playing, but I just think it's going to be a year. And then you get Glasgow off the books next year. So do you think, perfect. Do you think it would even be like – or how significant do you think the transition would be for Quinn Miners this year just to go play at Alabama? It'd be huge. Would he start? <laughs> you would think – I don't Third know. Third round yeah. NFL pick, you, right. would you would think. You would think. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it's crazy to think like that would be a massive transition for him. He's yeah. going up against grown men on every play mm -hmm. yeah. rather than like, I think he went up against like one grown man <laughs> the, the whole season. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go even deeper. I'll just 
Oh, wow. yeah, I'll, I'll try and outdo you here. I'm going to go Justin Strenad. Okay. Justin Strenad. They need a coverage linebacker. They need someone who can go out there and move around a little bit. Last year, it's crazy to think like they just gave up on that because they loved Strenad. It was one of the few rookies that I've really heard Vic Fangio praise. And then he goes down. Then they bring in Mark Barron to fill that job. Who? He doesn't even make it through yeah. one practice. Yep. <laughs> and then they just threw in the towel on the idea of having a speedy linebacker out there, and they were just like, whatever, we'll just do it do it our own way. I laugh at Mark Barron because you bring him up, my co-host Andy Lindahl, every single week. He, w- he would always be asking the question, when is Mark Barron going to get healthy? <laughs> and every week I'd have to be like, Oh yeah, that guy was on the team. Yep. They have him technically. <laughs> Never I, I honestly don't think he ever went through a, a full practice. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> Which that's even worse than uh the running back from the year before. Oh yeah, he got in a preseason Theo game. Yep. Theoretic, that's right. That was another Lindahl guy. Yes. He loved him. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this reminds me of when Zach asked Vince Joseph every single week when they were gonna stop rotating, was it right tackle? Right guard. Right guard. Yep. Never did. Never did. Well, I mean, I think they eventually did because of like an injury. Right, right. Exactly. Alan Barber and <laughs> Elijah Wilkinson. Is that who it was? Probably. No, it was Alan Barber and someone. Maybe it was Elijah. I think it was. Yeah. Yeah. I that don't was a remember mess. the name Alan Barber. That's <laughs> so a they, deep pull, man. Yeah. They brought him in uh, like the last week of training camp from the Eagles. The Eagles were going to cut him, and then they were like, no, we'll give you a seventh for him. Yep. And, I and feel like was, you guys are talking about like a really obscure punk album that like I'm not cool <laughs> enough to know about right now. Alan uh, Barber, wow, yeah, deep pull. He had a deep Southern accent, didn't he? Sure, yeah. we'll go with that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go on to the next uh, question here. Funniest. Oh, the funniest. This one seems easy to me. Yeah, for me, it's very easy. I mean, I'll stay Fangio on this. Oh, who I, I think like is that. is the again funniest. Not always intending to be. I will go with Vic Fangio. <laughs> I'll go uh, with the guy that I think is always intending to be funny, and that's KJ Hamler. Oh, he, uh, mm. it, he's always looking for the spotlight. We just didn't get to see it last year because he he was you know in and out. I feel like this guy's like back to back to back champion of this, and I'm just gonna continue his reign. Shelby Harris. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I think Shelby's hilarious. Yeah, he, he is. also like his laugh is funny in itself mm-hmm. um it steals the show and i feel like he's been the funniest like every year so far yeah yeah he's a he's a great one i like nobody's talk- taking von miller on this one by the way he's kind of lost his touch <sighs> he, tr- he tries yeah he really tries that's that's where you kind of fall short there mm, i think when he you can tell that the try is canned right. material yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah he's sitting at his locker before he walks out to the podium like what do i have what do i got <laughs> well that was peyton he was sitting there with Smythe, just like you know marking up material before yes. he got up there every single week and it worked on some media Smythe members. is ghostwriter <laughs> i thought it was yes. <laughs> you talking about how funny fangio is makes me realize like i think that you and fangio doing a show together oh, could actually be yeah. hilarious who could out grumpy each other yeah, <laughs> just like the dry that. humor like yep. i feel like that you guys would uh, think you'd get along do you like this vic i don't like it either good <laughs> <laughs> let's move on all right well let's Speaking actually move on, on. <laughs> what else do we got who's gonna be the best quote this mm, year this is why i did well i'll let nick go first sorry mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. best quote it's definitely not pat Shermer. Oh. That guy's the worst quote. <laughs> yes. He's that that guy he just like he says all of the most obvious things. Um God Kyle best. Fuller may compete with Pat for the worst quote. Wow. So we we played every one of his answers from from that Zoom call. We and it just, took that long. 
<laughs> guys, which, hey, if you don't want to ever talk to the media, yep. that's how you do it. Yep, you do that's, one and done. That is right there. Uh, but best quote, again, I'll be obvious. I'll just go back to Von Miller on this, who usually says the best things. He doesn't even realize necessarily that he's doing it. Um, I recall, God, what was it, a year ago, two years ago? He talked about, man, like Joe Flacco is just some of these rollouts and some of these throws, they're not getting caught, but man, these throws are really impressive. <laughs> and it was just like in the middle of that, you gave us the gem, dude. Right. So I will uh, I will go Vaughn Miller. I like that. I like that. And like you said, he drops things, it, good or bad, mm-hmm. it, it, every single day pretty much. I'm going to go Shelby Harris. That's why I didn't go yeah, for, yeah. for him on the other one. He's, he's such a, a good quote. Uh, typically a fun one, too. Can I give someone who's not going to give a lot of quotes, but I think they'll be good when he does? Sure. George Payton. Oh. He's kind of surprised me with just he's open. He's willing to talk. Um, he's a lot more accessible than John Elway was in the role. Mm-hmm. I think we might see him actually speak during the season potentially at some point, which is not something we ever saw with John. Um, so I think we might get some some bangers out of George Payton. <laughs> bangers. <laughs> that would probably mean the team's good if he's given bangers. Yeah, I just I don't know. Like I'm I'm very impressed, and I I feel like there were people in the Broncos multimedia department sitting there just like wishing they could do content with the GM for the last five years or so, unable to. And as soon as George Payton got here, they're like, "We have a bunch of ideas. Are you down?" And he was like, "Yeah, let's do it." Yep. And I love that about him. Yep. Yep. All right, what else we got? Coach of the year. Mm, you you sticking with Vic? <laughs> After everything you've no, said. No, I don't think so. No, I will not be going there. God, coach. Of the, see, they could all be gone Yep. after after this season. Like, George Payton could just go out and find whomever his dude, his Stefanski is, which I think that's the profile of the kind of coach he would really like to hire and mm. bring in his own guy. Um, I'm not going to pick Tom McMahon. On this one. <laughs> Although, really, if you were looking for most improved coach, you really couldn't get any worse mm. uh, than what he was a season ago. How has he survived multiple coaching staffs and multiple bad years? Maybe he'll survive another one. Uh, would you put no. it past him? I would put it past George Payton allowing that to mm. happen. Allowing that to go down. <laughs> um, God. Coach of the year. I don't like anybody on this staff. There's one. <laughs> yeah, there is one. You could take the the obvious one. Um, Offensive I, line. Uh, eh, eh. Do you think he would survive a bad year? I yes. think he'll be here as long as he wants to. Yes. Be. Yeah. yeah. I. I don't. Yeah. He'll. He'll be here absolutely as long as he wants to be. But that's an obvious answer. I'll go Shermer because how could they be any worse? Mm, okay. There a little improvement wins it. The slightest bit of improvement is what I'm going for. <laughs> I give this answer with no confidence, people. If he's coach of the year, <laughs> Broncos probably make the playoffs. Yep. Yes. Yep. There definitely. You go. Yep. Yeah. That'd be that'd be a great one. Yep. I'm gonna go. Although, although if Aaron Rodgers is here, it's like the whole thing that I used to talk about with Peyton Manning. Like just standing next to Peyton Manning is getting you a job somewhere. It makes you look good. Like mm. yep. Pat Shermer's not gonna have to do anything, and he's gonna look like he should win Coordinator of the Year. Yeah. Exactly. I'm gonna go with uh, someone that George Payton's actually just handed this award to already. New coach Christian Parker cornerbacks coach because George Payton gave him everything that he needs to succeed I mean this should be easy Pat Sertan doesn't really need coaching he can just learn from Kyle Fuller learn from Ronald Darby learn from Bryce Callahan and then he has three 10 million dollar corners so the cornerback room should be excellent it should be elite and Christian Parker gets to coach him up 
I'll I be there. Yeah, good good name. Did you have to look that up, or did you know the cornerbacks coach off um, the top I, of your head? I knew it was CP. <laughs> I did look it up. There. It's right here. <laughs> you sure you weren't just thinking of CBs? Oh, it could have been, yeah. All right, well, you guys are going to leave it out there for me. I'll take Mike Munchak. I mean, he actually is the best coach on the staff. He's yes. the best person at his job. Uh, and I don't see any reason why he would stop being that. If they fire Vic, like let's say the 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 zero and three September happens and Vic gets fired, who's the interim head coach? It's Munchak for sure. You yep. think it is? Yep. yep. See, I uh, this is where I would disagree. I don't want to oh. take a strength and make it a weakness. I don't want to pull him out of the offensive line room. Honestly, I'd give it to Shermer. Wow. Oh. Like wow. you are, I would just say Pat Shermer. You are a replacement level head coach in the NFL get this thing to the finish line. And the other thing that I would add to your point is it's kind of awkward if you make him interim head coach, don't then hire him and ask mm. him to go back to being your offensive line coach. Like that that could be kind of weird, you know. Right, cuz right. he wanted to be the head coach. Right. That was and and then he just kind of settled for well, my family's here, I can go be an offensive line coach in Denver. Yeah. And a well compensated right. one. Right. Yeah, Who do I'm you think? If it's Pat Shermer, mm. I, what, what I would do if you're going to go Pat Shermer, you might as well go deeper and go with Zach Azani, a guy that is more highly viewed around the league, and just see if you have a gem. Up and comer. See if he turns out to be the guy, mm -hmm. because you know Shermer's not going to be the guy. You're not going to keep him right. around, so might as well try someone else, because you're probably going to blow him, blow it all up. That's a pretty good idea. I like Thank that. Thank you. Wow. I, oh, First time you said that in my life. <laughs> Maybe you just like, you're 0-3 at this point, right? Yep. You need an interim head coach? Yeah. Just go Tom McMahon. Take <laughs> your way to the number one overall pick. I mean, then he couldn't do any damage on special teams. <laughs> in theory, right? Last time the Broncos did that for an interim head coach with special teams, they uh, lost, and then uh, the interim head coach came out and said he did a good job. Yes. <laughs> felt like I did a great job. Yeah. <laughs> I think Jody. they lost like... Man, for some reason, sixteen to three. It is was in a my brutal head. game. Yeah. yeah, it was Thursday night football yeah. against the Chargers in L.A. I think yep. that first season. Yep. And I remember it. I it was so bad because I wanted Joe D to succeed. Yep. I like Joe D a lot. <laughs> yep. And he was proud on the podium after that. I had like asked him during the week, like, "Is this a dream of yours?" And he was like, "Yes." And so I was really <laughs> pulling for him. And that would be a fun topic for you guys, like a deep dive of like power rankings of all time interim head coaches, oh. Broncos history, Studisville, strong finish. I mean, he yep. got one win. Uh, one and one was it? Or yeah. Was it one and two? Del Rio, I think he was one and two. Del Rio, um, I remember didn't wear socks at his press conference. Joe wow. D is one right there. Um, and and now I'm drawing a blank on any other interim Broncos yeah, head coaches. Comment section, good. fill it in. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's move on here. Do we have any more? Oh, last LVP. one. Last one. Is that Tom Brady? Yeah, wow. it does look like Tom Brady. <laughs> <laughs> a guy that's never won this award. Uh, certainly not. Did you see that thing that I put in the Slack yesterday? What was it? So it's like we obviously knew that Boston was great when oh, he was there yeah. and yeah. Tampa has been great since he's been there. But someone put together an Excel spreadsheet of this, of, of how teams have done yeah. wherever Tom Brady's lived his whole life. And they always win championships. Really? So, like, he's from yeah, San Francisco. A, he's from the Bay Area. Okay. That was during the whole 49ers dynasty. Okay. Then he goes to Ann Arbor for uh, for college. Mm -hmm. You got the Red Wings win three Stanley Cups, and Michigan wins a national championship. Okay. Then he goes to Boston. We know about that. And then on this graphic, it doesn't even have it yet. But now in Tampa, 
You've got Lightning two cups. Lightning have won two cups. The Rays made the World Series. Mm-hmm. And of course the Bucks. So literally everywhere he's lived his entire life has had like an historic run. Yep. That that's why you guys should have been on my bandwagon last year about bringing him to Denver. I think we need to like toss him into the lake and see if he sinks. What is, where? Where would that be? I don't know, but he's a witch. <laughs> I mean <laughs> uh, I'm very uncomfortable with it. All right. LVP. So this is least valuable projected starter is the way we are going to label this. Who are we projecting as the starter at quarterback for the sake of this conversation? <laughs> Whoever you want. Okay. I'm going to go Drew Locke. And I, I think he's the least valuable player on this team. Oh. Uh, Bridgewater is going to end up being the guy, and Locke is going to be a second-round pick that gets the Broncos nowhere. Yeah, if Locke starts as the quarterback and then he's benched, that's mm-hmm. the answer right yep. there, without a doubt. And it means things aren't going well. By the way, I don't think he starts. I think Teddy Bridgewater is the week one starter on this team. I think so, too. I think that the the connection between Teddy and Jerry Judy is going to really help Teddy. Yep. Mm-hmm. Because that's not only is it, you know, uh, the George Payton's guy in Teddy. Yeah. But it's also a, a reinvestment in your first round pick from last year mm. where, like, Truly, if Jerry Judy had another season full of drops, like you would suspect that's going to happen for the rest of his career. Right. And so you bring in Teddy. He's got like a nice, soft, easy, catchable pass. Jerry Judy goes crazy. That's like, that's like a win for the, for the franchise. Well, and, and on top of that, Cortland Sutton, who's Drew Locke's guy, if you view it like that, he's probably not going to be 100% going full 100 during training camp. So that's not going to help Drew. That's true. I think it's also huge for Teddy that he's going to have actual professional coaches. And, and look, I think Matt Rahul might be able to figure it out and actually coach a little bit. Mm-hmm. I always have to over-enunciate the H in that <laughs> um, and, and maybe Joe Brady's going to be a good NFL offensive coordinator. But both of those guys coming directly from the college ranks and then coaching in the NFL, they didn't know what they were doing. And, As and, Teddy kind of showed. And he called them yeah. out for it. He said they don't work on red zone, which you don't work on situational football in college football because you get 100 plays a game in the NFL, you get 60. Yeah. You have to work on this stuff. Not working on red zone is like mind-boggling. To yeah, me. I don't know how that happens. Right, it's by far the most important part of the offense. <laughs> yes. yes, it's kind of all that matters, really. Right, like between the twenties, anybody can do that. I was gonna say the Broncos over the last five years have moved the ball between the twenties. Mm-hmm. Yep. Sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. It's red Sometimes. zone that absolutely kills them. For LVP, I'm going with whatever third or whatever of the top three paid cornerbacks gets hurt or doesn't play because we know Patrick Sertan's going to take one of their jobs. We, I just don't know which one. Let me ask you guys this. Was Ronald Darby, was that the was that the thing that even George Payton talked about if you don't make the mistake of jumping in too quickly? Was that Darby? Because Fuller like becomes it. available and he jumped yeah. all over it, and that was super smart because he's really good. And, and obviously Sertan looks like he's going to be a star. Darby's a the guy, they gave him a three-year deal. He's never healthy. Yep, yep, and uh, two years fully guaranteed. Mm-hmm. And and on top of that, I was thinking this whole time, okay, Broncos aren't going to be active that first day of free agency. Yeah, and they an, jumped an hour, on it. An hour in. Mm-hmm. It, it's Darby, and then it was slow. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I think I think you're spot on there, yeah. Nate. And because also, when you go through this, I don't think that Pat Sertan is going to take Kyle Fuller's job. If healthy, he's not going to take Bryce Callahan's job. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, is he really going to take the guy with the biggest contract? I think so. It's, and that's what's just so awkward about the cornerback spot. I think so. Uh, and so that's who my LVP is, is just whichever one of those guys gets jumped by Sertan. And it's going to happen 
potentially by week one. And it's going to be largely health-related, too. Yep, yep, it will be. Mm-hmm. Because then that guy will go down, and then Bryce Callahan will get hurt, and Darby yeah. jumps back up, or vice versa. God, Callahan's so good, too. He's so good when he's healthy. Yep. Incredible in the slot. Yeah. I mean, I remember watching him in that first training camp just being like, wow. Mm-hmm. Like, yep. Cortland Sutton can't get open in mm-hmm. from the slot. Like, no one was able to get open from the slot. Anytime they tried to throw a slant on him, he's, like, diving and breaking it up. It, it's unfortunate because he just can't stay out there. But I guess you sign Darby because you're like, okay, we have Callahan. He might get injured. We have Darby. He might get injured. Mm-hmm. Then Fuller comes available. You're like, okay, well, we'll take him too. And then you're like, well, Sertan's our favorite guy, so we'll take him too. It's not <laughs> a bad thing that they got a 1,000 corners. No. Because right. we saw what happened to him last year, and that was embarrassing. And the year before, it's mm-hmm. like my biggest feather in the cap of Vic Fangio is like, they signed Devontae Harris off the street. Mm-hmm. They had to start him two weeks later, and like they hadn't, they were able to like cover him up. He was okay, yeah, mm-hmm. to make him look okay. And then like week three, I think for Devontae Harris is when the wheels kind of came Exposed. off. Exposed. It, it's like what he's done with those corners has been really impressive. Now, if you give him just a stable of great corners, I think he might be great. All right, I'm last here. And you've been right all along, Zach. I'm going Graham Glasgow. Because, <laughs> because I'm using that word value. He's, yeah. You're paying a lot to get very little. And it's one of the true black marks on John Elway's resume uh, as GM is just like overpaying for crap offensive linemen. And that's what Graham Glasgow was last year. His free agency batting average has been so low. Yeah. And post Peyton, especially. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the, the 2014 class, that's an all time great. Yep. Uh, but it, it's, it kind of reads a little bit like, remember the baseball career of Brady Anderson? It was like six home runs, eight home runs, 12 home runs, 51 home runs, 12 <laughs> home runs, 12 home runs. Yeah. It's rough. Yeah. Uh, but maybe George Peyton is, uh, you know, Got it. Going to get it turned around. Uh, but, yeah, I'm going Glasgow. It's just he was really bad last year, and they paid him a lot of money. And so you go at least valuable. You're paying a lot, getting very little. That's and you even think he may be benched. So. I do. For Moody, your yep. boy. Mm-hmm. Yep. So there because you go. It, don't you? You predicted him as a breakout player. So he's are you predicting play. that too? He's going to play. Or they slide because they have an $11 million investment in Glasgow. They slide him over okay. to get the value out of it. Cool. Do we have one more, Kale? Yep. All right. Let's do it. Rookie of the year. Mm. I'm going back to Nate's pick here mm-hmm. uh, and going Javante Williams. Okay. Yeah, I think that he does. I don't think it's quite as quick as week one, mm-hmm. but I believe by the bye week is when you start to see Javante Williams take the bulk of the carries and show like yep. why they went and got him. Like He's going to be a fantasy like like yep. darling this yep. year. I think mm-hmm. so, especially in dynasty drafts, yep. pick him up. Yep. Um, there's really only two options in my mind because mm-hmm. I don't think anyone else besides the top two picks is going to have any role on this team this year. So I'll go with the easy one. Top 10 pick, Patrick Sertan. I'm like, with you on that. Yeah. Like yep. I said, he, he's going to start. Mm-hmm. He's going to be playing. Yep. No, I. the dude is just sexy. Yeah, <laughs> so <he is. laughs> I'll, I'll go Patrick Sertan. I mean, he he might be champ Bailey. Yeah. He, he, might, he might have that kind of career. Yep. He's, and he should since you drafted him yeah. over a quarterback. Mm-hmm. And, and he, he looks like a dude that he has no interest in the world except for football. Right. He, he just looks like this is what I want to do and I'm going to do. Uh, he's, the fluidity of, of his movement out there, yep. I, I think it was, it was a really smart pick um, to get a great football player 
they needed a quarterback, though. Yep. <laughs> yeah. If Justin Fields pans out, I, I just... There's nothing that Patrick Sertan can do. Yep. Nothing. There's nothing that... I don't know if George Payton can come back from that, unless, obviously, he gets it figured out. But it's not right. that easy, especially if you're going to go be a 500 team with Teddy Bridgewater as your quarterback. Okay, well, now you're picking it 16. Mm-hmm. You're not going to have the same opportunity for Justin Fields to fall to you. Yep. Ryan Pace was a genius, by the way, for drafting Justin Fields. Because yep. Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy bought themselves a couple of more years yeah. on the job yep. by taking that guy because they are bad. Yep. They are really, really bad. Yep. It's really smart. If, mm-hmm. you're, if, you, if your job's on the line, get a quarterback. Yep. All right. Is that all we have? That is it. That's it. All right, Zach, let's hit a quick break here, and then we will get into the red zone because I know our guest – uh, for the red zone is already waiting. Well, Nate was mentioning mentioning rough earlier, and if you're rough below the belt, well, you got to check out our friends over at Manscaped. Get hit up with that lawnmower 4.0, <laughs> which will help. Also, get the perfect package 4.0, which comes with the lawnmower 4.0 and so many other things. You'll get the weed whacker, the lawnmower 4.0, the hair trimmer, the crop ball preserver, the crop reviver. You know what we're talking about with crops, Nate? I uh, I know exactly what you're talking about. Andy Lindahl did this live. I've read for a while and I got free product. Hey. Yes. 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 Lawnmower's helped all of us. I'm preserved today. <laughs> I'm telling you, the preserver, most underrated manscaped product. It preserves, yes. It does. Especially when it's this hot outside. So you make sure it. to check them out. Use the code DNVR when you go over to manscaped.com. You'll get 20% off and free shipping. All right. Speaking of a good weekend here, we weren't speaking of a good weekend at all, but we are now. Uh, coming down to DNVR bar and uh, have yourself a Breck brew. Uh, we got for members, you get yourself a 22 ounce beer for the price of 16 comes in a frosty, massive glass. Uh, and you're going to want to fill it with strawberry sky. I already, I already declared it. It's a strawberry sky weekend. It's a strawberry sky week. Uh, my favorite of the Breck brews, or you can try out the RK special, which probably should be my favorite, but you can't really beat the, uh, the strawberry sky, but you do throw a little hot peak in there, spice it up a little bit. Um, but whatever you do this weekend, make sure you get in on some Breckenridge Brewery. Do you guys have uh, Palisade Peach Wheat on tap? We have at one point. Oh, it's fantastic. It's really good. Yes, yeah. it is. Yep. Yep. So good. Mm-hmm. The Mountain Beach, too. Have you had that one? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. They kill it with their fruit beers. They, they're they the king of summer beers. Yep. And they're really the king of all beers. Um, but I think someone already took that phrase. So we'll go <laughs> king of summer beers for right now. Check out Breck Brew this weekend. Also, you can get in on the Good Company Hard Seltzers and the Lemonade Hard Seltzers, uh, which are both fantastic as well. And like RK said, get here for UFC 263 this weekend. 264. At 264. They, you're right, because you get 1 to 264 odds this weekend. The bar is just going to be popping for it. There's so many giveaways we're going to have. Get the member beer and join our family. Go to thednvr.com, subscribe, and when you do, leave a comment on this pod. All right, we went very long in the first segment. Nate, if you ever have to leave, just you can just walk the out. The show back. doesn't start until 2 o'clock. All right, all right. We're <laughs> Nowhere to be. Sounds like we got until 1.50. <laughs> we're going long again. All right, let's actually bring in our red zone. So how are we going to do this, Zach, for our, the formatting? Is he going to go up against Nate in the first round? Ah, I like that. Yes. And then Ooh, let's do this. Me in the second round and you in the final round? Let's do it. Let's right. do it. Okay, so who do we have here? We've got our guy, Chad. What up, Chad? How's it going, guys? There oh, there is. we go. What's going on? Yeah. All right. You've come <laughs> into like an injured uh, 
undermanned team here. Uh, you got a chance to no uh, mace to be the the champion here because there's no mace. Now, last time I filled in for mace uh, in the final round, and I dominated our guest. But this time it's your it's your turn, Zach. So <laughs> we're gonna go. You're gonna go up against Nate Kreckman here in the first round. Uh, and Nate, what we usually do here because we feel like they're on a little bit of a delay is we give them. The first crack at the end. Okay. Answer. All right. So let's uh, let's get started here. Um, Chad, what year were the Denver Broncos founded? Oh, was it 1964? Oh, did not get it. Nate? 1960. Oh. That is correct. Ding, All ding, right. Ding, ding, ding. You are down 1-0 uh, here. You got to get this one right. But you do have uh, the free unopposed question after I that. I kid you not. I dreamed last night that that would be a question. That's weird. Yep. And I didn't. I didn't look up the answer. The founding of the organization. Yep. yep. When was the organization founded? That's how it was in my head. All right. Uh, in what round was Terrell Davis drafted? Uh, sixth round. That ding, is correct. Ding, ding. All right, this is the rubber match here. That one was easy. He answered that so fast. <laughs> I know. That I don't think he gets the free delay here. All right, who was the first ever Denver Bronco to compile more than 15 sacks in a season? Oh, gosh. I have no clue. That's a good one. Trevor Price? Not correct. Oh, good guess, though, Chad. I will go Rich Tombstone Jackson. (laughs) That's a good guess. (laughs) Also not correct, Chad. Oh, Chad gets another shot. Uh, Actually, before you guys go here, I'm going to give you the year. Okay. Might help, might not. The year that Zach and I were born, 1992. Wow, that does not help me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Could be Atwater, maybe? No. No. It w- Mecklenburg was done by then, right? Uh, it's not Mecklenburg. It's not Mech, okay. Wow. Zach, you have a guess to no. just show everyone up here? No. This was the all-time leader in sacks before Von Miller oh, passed him. Yep. Does that help anyone? Yep. It should, but it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> Just give the answer. Simon, Simon Fletcher. Fletcher. Thank yeah. you. Simon yeah. Fletcher, first ever. Um, that would make sense. Did he finish his career with 99 sacks? I think Von yep, passed think him so. when he hit 100. Yep. All right. That was pathetic, by the way, Chad. We got to pick it up. <laughs> we do. We do. We dropped the ball there. These are just – these might – be getting tougher on you but we'll see who was the first ever broncos quarterback to finish with a passer rating in a season minimum 200 passes over 100 Mm. i think i've actually done this question before this is a good one though be craig morton nope yeah i got a hint for him jake Plummer. Closer. Damn. That would have been my Now guess, I know who Nate. it is, then. Yeah. I hope it's not the answer, but was it Brian Greasy? That is the correct hey. answer. Brian hey. Greasy moves on to round two. Love it. Way to go, Chad. Nice Those job, were, buddy. See, I usually give the questions for Mace, so all of the ones I have like in my file here are pretty tough. I tried to give the easiest ones I have in the tough question category. Yeah, yeah. Well, those were tough. Impressive. Indeed. So now you're going up against Ryan, Chad, beat him in. Let's do this. All right. Who, since 2000, 
The Broncos have drafted one player from CU and two from CSU. Name them. Okay, so you've got uh, from CU. Whoa, it, whoa, whoa. Our guest gets the first shot at this. Okay. So, wow. I thought that was just a first round oh, courtesy. Oh, okay. <laughs> but, you think the delay goes away? Mm, kind of. He doesn't have a delay today. No delay? I guess not. Uh, but from CS. Hit it then. Oh, who is that quarterback? I'm forgetting his name. Maybe we'll go first uh, question delay. Yeah. Uh, Brian, you can go ahead. I, I, I don't know. All right. The CU players, Jawan Winfrey. Yep. Bingo. Yep. The CSU is so tough because there's a bunch of undrafted guys they've had from there. So yep. I'm trying to remember who they actually drafted. Yeah, the undrafted guys are better than I the know I have guys. one. And I think I have two. Okay. Should have given this one to Mountain West Nate. Over I know, right? <laughs> um, Do they draft Cecil Sapp? No. Okay. So I guess that gives him a, another crack at a guess here. So we've got the one CU player. We just got to get, if you get the two CSU players, you'll win. Oh, I'm going to drop the ball here. I don't know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Ryan, one of them's your favorite guy. Your favorite guy ever. You just love him. They drafted Bradley Van Pelt? They drafted Bradley Van Pelt. Seventh okay. round pick, I believe? Yes. Is that the one that you had? Late round pick. No, I have oh. the other one. Yeah. A little more recent. I have a more. I have an answer I'm more confident Ty in. Ty Sam Brylow. There you yep. go. Exactly. Mm -hmm. All right. How I'm about taking that, that In the past 21 years, the two biggest college football programs, only three guys have been drafted. But a lot of guys have been brought in. Right. For sure. And that's kind of what you do with your local programs, right? You're like, oh, we have the best look at the sleepers over there, and you end up with Philip Lindsay. Yep. Yep. They got Warren Jackson now? Yes. Mm hmm Yep. I'm shocked he went undrafted. He's Me one too. of, by my count, 97 receivers that are <laughs> coming to camp this year. <laughs> yep. Mm -hmm. For uh, 90 spots? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> right. Just all receivers. I think he's going to make the team. I think so, too. Yep. Or I think he'll be in the organization. Okay, yeah. yeah. He's going to make a, a team. Yep. A <laughs> team. There you go. A squad. <laughs> yes. All right, Chad, let's get him on this one. Since 2000, Denver has selected two Florida Gators in the first round. Name them. One's going to be Tebow. <laughs> Boom. And the other... Oh, I love this name. <laughs> such a bad pick oh, it was bad it was bad it was bad <laughs> like really bad so robert ayers oh no, close so along mean, the right similar lines. similar lines it was jarvis moss yeah. exactly so what do I we mean, call that is that a tie did you he got get one it? i got one oh, i got t-bone sure sure so we go and push no it's one zero one one oh and one yep, yep. Jarvis Moss looked like a basketball small forward. Yes. Which you would like at receiver. You don't want that as a pass rusher. <sighs> That's very the Athleticism, true. you know, sometimes yeah. tricks you. Mm-hmm. All right. We'll go closest to the hole here, and we'll go, hmm, how many players remain on the team from the 2015 draft? 2015. So this was the draft – Leading into the Super yep. Bowl. Yep. Super Bowl year's draft. That was a terrible draft. That gives you a little hint there. <laughs> <laughs> Chad, uh, are there not any? 
Throw out a number. Zero. Your number zero, Ryan? Uh, I hate to do this to him, but I'll go one. Zero. It okay. is zero. 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 Wow. I, mean, I thought that, it was zero, but I thought if he got it, you would just say that he got it. Do you have that it. full class in front of you? 2015 um, draft. I, I, it started with Shane Ray. Yep. Ended with Trevor Simeon. How about that? Your it seventh just kept round. Was that pitch. the Lorenzo Doss, Torian Nixon draft as well? I'm not sure. I think so. That, but mm. Trevor Simeon better than your first round pick. Arguably. Best quarterback they've had. But one was a contributor to a Super Bowl. It's true. Yep. Wait, Trevor got one snap. He took a knee. Max Garcia, Lorenzo Doss. Yep. Torian Nixon. Yep. Ooh. Jeff, Jeff Hyerman, the longest lasting one? Yeah, for sure. How about that? You got a second contract. All right. Um, so then why? one more why, between Why didn't you, you just guys? say it when you got it right? Geez, sorry. You're beating me down <laughs> over there. I just that. wanted to know oh the thought God. process there. <laughs> oh, Simbrilo was the 15 class, too. Oh, right. Way okay, this is... Back. Oh, Simbrilo. Okay, yeah. All right, this is going to be a tough one. Chad, who was the last draft pick by Mike Shanahan? Oh. And yes... You know his name. Last draft pick by Mike Shanahan. So 2008. I like Ashley Lalee. I don't remember what he was drafted. Mm-mm. Ashley Lalee, that's your guess? That's my guess. Three, I have okay. Yeah. Okay. He was probably too high of a draft pick. Oh, yeah, he was higher, wasn't he? I would think. Peyton Hillis? Ding, 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 oh, ding. Impressive. Go. Go. Nice yes. job. Seventh round pick, fullback. Out of Arkansas. Peyton Hillis. Part of a sweet backfield out of oh Arkansas. Insane. It was, mm-hmm. um, oh gosh, what was that guy? McFadden, Darren McFadden. Darren McFadden, Felix Jones, yep. and Peyton Hillis. Yep. Mm-hmm. Insane. Darren McFadden was like, they called it the wild hog. Yeah. He was running the wildcat. It was dirty. And Peyton Hillis was on the cover of Madden. He was. He was. He was also the Broncos' leading rusher one year with 300 yards. That was the uh, the 08 season when everybody got hurt. Just one after yeah. another. Yeah. So that was his rookie season. I mean, Ryan Terrain. He was, was great in for that like group. a week. For a week. Towards ACL. Yeah. That, that was what happened to everyone that year. Mm-hmm. Michael Pittman. Crazy. I believe was man. on that name. Uh, that, that list right there. Who's the dude out of Texas? Um, space that would have right been now. Pittman, no? Yeah. Th- that's actually... Uh, no, it was a younger guy. That's that's a fun. If you can rattle off like the the eight guys that had at least a hundred rushing yards in two thousand eight. I just remember randomly taking a caller one time and I asked him that and he he nailed it. Wow. Yeah. Jeez. I was very impressed. I don't think he was staring at Pro Football Reference either. It was pretty good. That is very impressive. Yeah. Wow. Right. Mace would be able to get it. Well, Chad, I think he had a pretty impressive uh, well, run He still here. gets his oh, one. Oh, he gets one to move on. One out of post. Okay. Do you have one for him? Uh, I can pull one up here. All right, okay. if you get this, there's no, there's no competition. If, the, if you get this, you win. Or you move on to the final round against Zach. I know Ryan knows this answer, and since it's unopposed, I'm going to give it to him. After losing Elvis, du- Elvis Doomerville to Faxgate, what first-year Bronco led the 2013 team with 10 sacks? First-year Bronco. Not, not rookie. Not rookie. Is it going to be Vaughn? Ah, no, it's not. No, 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 non-rookie. Well, the first... He, 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 he said non. He, he heard you. It didn't even follow the lines, though. <laughs> All right, we'll give him another chance. 
You are in a generous mood. Yeah, I am. It's 2013, non-rookie, sack leader. Uh, who was playing back then? Brought in from outside the organization. That's the last one I'll give. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, how else um, would you get a non-rookie? Oh, 2013. Uh, what's his Demarcus Ware. Oh, no. no. Demarcus was 2014. So close. Sean Phillips. Phillips. Yes, from the Chargers. Comes in from the Chargers. He was like a really underrated player just throughout his career. He's a very yeah, good pass rusher. He was, yeah. Plug-and-play guy. All right, I'm relieved that I don't have to give you questions because I was like, <laughs> I, I, only ha- I don't know how to do these like Mace-level questions and not just have everyone be like, eh. Yeah, well, Chad, I'm relieved that I don't have to go up against those questions, so thank you. That was a great effort, Chad. Was. Some great answers, some great polls. Perfect. Thanks right. for joining us, Chad. Right, thank you. Appreciate it, guys. Good job, Chad. All right, we're going to hit one more break here, and then we will go to the great TV show draft. I know, Nate, big big TV show connoisseur. I get the first pick here, by the way? Oh, you yes. are going to get oh, the first pick. Uh, but first, Zach, what are we telling the people about? Well, you know, we talked about coming to the bar for UFC 264, and it's 264, so DraftKings is handing out 264 to 1 odds on tomorrow night's fight. All you have to do is pick one fighter to win in a knockout in the first round, and if that fighter does just that, you win $264 over at DraftKings Sportsbook. So if you don't want to get in on that, though, they have so many odds boosts. They have basketball uh, that you can bet on. No longer hockey. You can get on on future odds, though, and, of course, baseball. So make sure to get in on that. Maybe put some bucks down on the bucks to win uh, to come back. You'll probably get some good odds over there. So download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code DNVR when you sign up to get those 264 to 1 odds over at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Also, if you're coming down to the DNVR bar tomorrow night for UFC 264, you can also hit up our friend Solace Meds just down the street. They actually have four Colorado locations, one in Fort Collins, Wheat Ridge, one off of Broadway, and one just blocks away from the DNVR bar on East Colfax, like I mentioned. And they've got all sorts of amazing deals, so make sure you check out the the website. That's Solace Meds, S-O-L-A-C-E, meds.com, and you can buy from there. And, of course, you can always use that code DNVR20 to save 20% off your entire purchase. Nate, our friends over at Colorado XOs are looking for elite athletes, so I thought I, thought I could send a mute. Your your information. Oh, it's it's line me up out on the left wing. I will crush it. Man. There we there we go. <laughs> I right. l- I love it. And if you're an elite athlete that wants to get into rugby, you can do that. All you have to do is email uh, Peter Pasks. It's p p a s q u e at glendale dot com dot or dot co <laughs> dot u s. So there you go. Dot co dot u s p p a-S-Q-U-E at glendale.co.us. And it, what's so cool about this is anyone can do it. Anyone can do it. Get a shot to be a rugby player. And they're doing awesome things over at Infinity Park. Check out what they're doing. They got Rugby Town 7 tournament, August 20th to the 22nd. So make sure to check them out. And we've also got the coverage of everything. So if you need it, just go to thednvr.com and check out everything we've got coloring the, covering the Colorado Exos. By the way, Rugby Town 7 is featuring public address announcer. Nate Crackman. Oh, that's right. Yes, I love it. I gotta plug myself. There that's, we go. Absolutely. Sweet. So you get a little Crackman action, some rugby. Yes. You know, you should come out despite the Crackman action. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I think that's why we're coming out. <laughs> that's right. All right, let's jump in here. The great TV show draft, and uh, we're gonna give Nate the first pick here. 
Um, I exciting. have a feeling which way you're going to go. Yeah, right there. Bottom right corner. I uh, Number one overall pick. I will take Seinfeld. Uh, here's a really random uh, Seinfeld anecdote. My, my wife shared this with me. She was in the line at the grocery store at King Supers the other day, and not in her checkout line while she was waiting, but in the next one, she got to witness uh, a King Supers checker at the, uh, the Lakewood Union and Alameda King Supers <laughs> explain the entire plot of an episode of Seinfeld to a 19-year-old sorority girl <laughs> who very clearly had not seen the episode, but it was the one in which Costanza starts eating pastrami sandwiches while making sweet, sweet love to his lady and doing all of the moaning <laughs> to wow. the pastrami sandwich. Um, and my wife got to see that recreated in real time from a King Supers checker explaining this to a college girl that had no idea what she was talking so about. So no, she had no idea. Did yeah. she have any interest either? Uh, no, but I think she was polite. Okay. okay. Yeah. yeah, which yeah. is nice. We don't normally like to get people fired on this show. <laughs> 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 All right, I guess I have the, uh, the second pick here. I'm, you know, I always do this. I always just try to play to the crowd. I got to go for a, a big, you know, base crowd here. So I'm going to go breaking. Bad. Oh, that would have been my pick there. Yeah. So we're playing to the crowd. We're going I, for the win. And I say that Although, because I, heard, uh, you have a secret to tell everybody about this show. I didn't finish it. I never started it. Yeah. I thought we, you were going to say you're a meth addict. So that's better. <laughs> that's much it. better. He's based on my life. For a meth <laughs> um, I liked the show. Just. I, I just like got busy and started doing other things <laughs> and never finished it. Well, so Nate, to let mm -hmm. you in on a little thing, okay. uh, we've done a lot of these shows and we've done a, a lot of these polls and no guest has ever won. And <laughs> I'll go even further than that. Every guest gets last. Yes. Okay. But he's very off to last. a pretty good start. But that's how it goes. I get it. I was told you're a TV show expert. So I think we, uh, Ryan, we need to bring the heat. I am a TV show down. watcher, I would call me. Does that make you an expert? Sure. Yeah, why not? There, there we go. Um, but so for my first pick, I think you missed the mark just a little bit, Ryan. I know where with, you're going. With Breaking Bad. I'm going to go true detective here. You're actually kidding me. No. I'm going to go true oh detective. I think that hits. I, I think it... Uh, I'm, uh, okay. You stole my third round sleeper pick? <laughs> okay. In the well, first round? Yeah, it's, it's gonna, last time you said that, it turned out pretty good for I me. I think so you keep, just keep beating it down. Pretty much guaranteed yourself last place. Here's but. the, okay, can I, can I say the flaw in your pick? Yes. You just, basically, like, you, you just drafted, like, Penny Hardaway, okay? Or, or like, a Grant Hill. Um, outstanding early career right. yeah. Yeah. and yeah. then yeah. faded hard. Yeah. So when I drafted it, I was going to say season one only. Right. That's a good answer. Well, yeah. and, and of that's course the that, right that's answer. what I'm Cause doing. Cause it kind of is self-contained, right? Like yes. true detective season one is its own show. Season two was a mess. I didn't make right. it through the second episode. Yeah. That's what I heard from it. I, to be fair, I haven't seen True Detective. God, either, I hate but you. Just, I never it, even it, saw it season just, three. The season one was just so raved about. Yeah. It was really really good there no like my Mc mcconaughey really was thank you, thank you. I, that's iconic television yes it was um mm, okay now i gotta see which way you were going here um i will go here uh, there's two that i'm not sure i'm gonna go uh, with the sopranos okay it's a strong answer thank you very yes. dark i, I rebounded from, a little bit from yes. zach here okay. oh, are we going five rounds okay this is a five-round draft. This is good. It's going to get deep. Uh, again, I'm, uh, you gave me an easy one here. I'm going Game of Thrones. Uh, I got the top two on yeah. my board. Yeah. 
<laughs> I don't know. There's some yeah, serious Seinfeld fans out there that are going to take it. We did this already. My uh, my my complaint with Game of Thrones is there were too many episodes that nothing happened. There, there was just it would conclude, and I'd be like, that was an hour of my life that I just gave, and I saw nothing. That when stuff went down, it was huge. But I thought there was a lot of filler on Game of Thrones. I feel like it might have been them trying to stay too true to the books. Okay, and so that's what like the reason why the book like people that read the book always say it's better than the show or mm. the movie. It's because like, oh, it got into so much detail and it got really deep and like the show just like went straight to the action. Yeah. That there's a reason for that. Yeah. Because from a viewing standpoint, you like need. Like just- wasn't Arya just like wandering through the countryside for like what felt like three seasons? <laughs> like she's not even doing anything right now. All right. Oh, it's, okay. Now it's Nate. Okay. I'm up. Back, back to back picks. Okay. Um, I know I'm essentially picking from the same genre here this is like taking a wide receiver with your first and second round pick but the broncos have done it i will take curb your enthusiasm uh with my is going back to the same well with my second round selection curb is just it's it's so dark it is so good it is so good it is cringeworthy all the time ld is my i think the funniest character in television history so i'll go curb um good one and i'm right back up Yep. Yeah. Okay. You're gonna go like uh, like Elaine's offshoot, <laughs> <laughs> the old adventures of new Christine, uh, or was it the new adventures of old Christine? I don't remember which one it was. Uh, no, I will take. Um, I will go. Am I allowed to dictate like a particular era of a show? If I, I can't said, do it with True Detective, okay, because right. I correct. That's true. I ripped you for that because I would have taken Simpsons first ten years. Oh, okay, see, mm. okay, um, but again, it's it's, it, it's like Vince Carter. I don't think anyone's judging you based <laughs> on like current Simpsons episodes that right. they're dropping. Okay, By the way, is is Vince still playing? Uh, no, he oh, actually okay. did hang it up. Okay, yeah, right at the start of the pandemic. <laughs> Honestly, kind of like the Simpsons. I mean, oh, they're still putting out new episodes. I'm pretty sure. Yes. Apparently, yeah. apparently, yeah. but I mean, that's kind of the same thing. You know? But no, like I'll I'll put the first ten years of the Simpsons up against anything. So I'll take the Simpsons, uh, the Conan years, the Greg Daniels years, um, just uh, iconic television seasons three through basically nine mm-hmm. are perfect. Yeah, you really can't find a bad episode in there. So I'll take Simpsons. Simpsons are so so good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we might have a little run on animated uh, stuff here. I'm going South Park. Mm-hmm. Strong pick. Yeah, especially mm-hmm. another show that's been on forever. Especially with this crowd. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're doing pretty well so far. Thanks, bro. Um, you guys didn't even watch when we did this on DNBA. We didn't. Well, uh, <laughs> one thing that I haven't watched is any of the shows that have been drafted so far. I haven't seen a single one. Of, uh, <laughs> You've a- never seen South Park? No. I, I hate adult animation. So, yeah, Simpsons, <laughs> South Park. Adult animation sounds like something. Well, I was going to say, that's, we know I, what your search history I, I doesn't did, look like. I didn't say Japanese adult. <laughs> oh, my God. I just said adult. <laughs> wow. All right. Um, I'm going, like we weren't uh, getting anyone fired today. I'm going. Uh, Zach's, Zach's never watched a TV show. Here's the one that, that I have watched, and I think it's in play well. The Office. Okay, that's a pretty good late third round pick. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Um, and then I'm gonna go with my personal favorite, House of Cards, for my next pick. Okay, it's good. It's good. I feel like I'm finishing stronger than I started. I would say The Office should have been your first round pick, based on you know it's kind of like um, we talked about if like Drew Locke had been the first round pick, like everyone, no one would have been 
Because at the time, people were like complaining about Noah Fant. It's like mm-hmm. if you flipped Drew Locke and Noah Fant, no one would be complaining. Right, right, exactly. That's how I feel about you. If you would have flipped True Detective and The Office. So my board's okay. Your board's all right. It's decent. All right, here. What do we got? Um, let me just peek at my board here. Going back to animation? Man. Put, I was thinking about it, yeah. Putting Spacey on your list is just risky, though. Man. I know. I oh, know. wow. Back to back cancelable moves yeah. by you. Um, gosh. All right. I think I'm going to. I'm between two. I'm just going to go with the one that I think played better in the DNBA draft. So I'm gonna go with the wire. Wow! Number two overall pick goes in the fourth. Wow! Wow! See, this is good. I'm not. I'm not tainted by trying to play to the audience. Which, yeah, I know. if you ever listen to my radio show, you know that that's the case. <laughs> um, <laughs> I uh, right here. Um, okay, final pick of the fourth round. I will take Arrested Development, Ooh. Uh, which I think is one of the funniest sitcoms that was ever on television. So I've got Arrested Development. Um, the show where the line I just blew myself uh, came from. So, yes, I'm going to rock with the rest of development. Uh, there's always money in the banana stand. Yes. The, <laughs> see, I, I like that you're staying true to yourself. In Thank draft. you. Thank yeah. you very much. It's very admirable. And you're going to beat Zach. Eh, maybe. Eh, I don't know. It's It may not be looking all that promising. I'll, I'll blow it up with my last pick. Don't oh. worry. Okay. He always does. Um, and, and wait, it snakes right back to yes. me. Yes. Oh, man, this is exciting. Uh... I will go. Um, th- this was it was a slow burn of a show, but it was iconic television to me. Uh, plus, it featured one of the all-time great anti-heroes in television history, Don Draper. Uh, I will go Mad Men mm. with my final selection right here. Also, a show that uh, featured Roger Sterling, which made that show sneaky funnier than a lot of people may have thought it was, given its often heavy subject matter. Yep. Yep. You guys didn't watch Mad Men, did you? No. I had it on my list, though. Okay. Favorite (laughs) show of all time from the back of the room? Thank you very much. There you go. Great show. All right. I am going to finish off my team here. I feel like the beginning of my team is so strong here that I can go with, like, a personal favorite uh, just to round round it off here that I think will also hit with uh, some of my target demo. I'm going Entourage. Mm, Yep. Yep. That's strong. Uh, To finish it off, I'm just going to go personal favorite as well. Chuck. Chuck. Yeah. yeah. It's not going to no, play well. A show well, that but, no one's uh, ever seen. But my favorite show but ever. But you. Yep, yep. Wait, what was Chuck? <laughs> Chuck, it's uh, <laughs> it's my favorite show. <laughs> That's all we know about it. <laughs> it's about this. this Who really, is in Chuck? Um, what channel was Chuck on? Yeah, it, it's got to be like NBC, like just it, standard it, network it, television. It was NBC. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, NBC. You're exactly right. Okay. It's about, Yes, yes, Zachary Levi, so a Zach connection there, so we like that. And it's about this guy that gets uh, a chip kind of implanted in his head, and then he becomes like a superhero. Okay. Did you ever yeah. watch Small Wonder? No, definitely okay. not. Some some people call me that though. She she was an android, <laughs> but she lived with a family. Hmm. Nobody drafted Alf. Yeah, Come on, man. Alf. Still Alf. <laughs> Alf. A L F. Alien, Alien life form. Oh. Yeah, he was from the planet Melmac. He ate cats. And he had a lot of good one-liners. <clears throat> Any undrafted ones that that you uh, personally love, Nate? Um, God, man, like I I didn't take Letterman. 
which I, I know draft you have to do like a late night thing, mm. but I literally it's watched every episode of Letterman from like the ages of like eleven to nineteen, um, and and then I eventually sort of got a life. Uh, <laughs> but but David Letterman to me is iconic television. Uh, I left that off. Parks and Rec. Oh yeah. In recent I thought years, you were gonna take that. Yeah, what? I thought about. It. I had a I had a lot like Rick and Morty goes undrafted, which I feel like is a great show. Okay. Parks and Rec. Um. Uh, How I Met Your Mother. I feel like it can swing its way in there. I have an extremely random one for you that somebody turned me on to. It's and, and it's like British. I'm not trying to sound pretentious here. Um, it's called Peep Show, and Peep it's on show. Hulu. It is it is shot from first person, but it's like British Seinfeld. It's kind of like British Curb, really. Okay. It's just dark as hell. Mm-hmm. I highly recommend it to the audience. I thought you were going to say Fleabag. <laughs> Eric over there drafted that. We no one else had ever heard of it. Yeah, no, never. I don't know Fleabag. Yeah, um, see, a TV guy he doesn't do. I know uh, we've. Uh, so I've since been told it was very good. I'm also surprised Friends didn't go. Yeah, but we, as we learned in the last one, mm. Friends does not play on Twitter. Mm, really? <laughs> oh gosh, Big Bang Theory. Yeah, yeah no. That uh, that didn't even get in the undrafted pool. you got to try and stay away from network sitcoms generally <laughs> yes including chuck <laughs> hey man you gotta do me like that on the way Killing out chuck. yes i gotta get one last pot shot in we also have to get one last read in here is i it about a pot shot? it is no it's not it is about green mountain dental group uh where you can head down you sign up for a cleaning x-ray and exam green mountain dental group gonna hook you up with a free sonicare toothbrush to keep those teeth pearly and white even when you're not over there um, great people at Green Mountain Dental Group and honestly they'll treat you like family they're part of the DNVR family they come down here they watch Avs games all that stuff so you know you go down there probably talk some Colorado sports with them while you're getting a root canal or whatever else. you know maybe they'll smooth the process out for you a little bit so hit them up again schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam get a free Sonicare toothbrush from our friends over at Green Mountain Dental Group <laughs> what were you saying? Okay. Uh, anyways, that's going to wrap it up for us here. Nate, thanks so much for joining Thank us. Thank you, everybody. Yes, Thank uh, you. We're glad you have nothing going on. Just literally so nothing. you could stay here the whole time. No, this was great. Thanks, guys. <laughs> this was so fun. And uh, thanks to everyone who tuned in. We will catch you guys next week on the DMVR Broncos podcast.